thanks for joining us again. Listener pick tonight. Jehovah gave us the drum because this, I believe, this film came out the same time as Deep Rising, people. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we covered Deep Rising. I believe we gave it three out of five. Solid. Jehovah said that this film, tonight's film, The Relic, was a better film mm-hmm. from that period. So, obviously, we'll give that a good solid run. Um, took us a little bit of time to find a, a copy. But... Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Well, there was a few comments. If we could deal there with the dulcet tones. There was some comedy involved. Dulcet tones of French like dude. Speaking over the entire film. It didn't seem to be any French women. It seemed to be just one dude talking the whole time. <laughs> and sometimes he'd also sort of leave a little bit out. <laughs> he'd just sort of go, just come back in. He missed a good portion of something. He didn't know how to say hypothalamus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I didn't quite express it to you the same fashion, Adam, when I sent you a, you know, a cordial text back saying, look, we can't watch this. When I opened it up, I, thought, I just said, what the fuck is this? We can't watch this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched two minutes of it. I was clutching a straw. I thought it was something. I mean, Christ, you can't find that uh, film anywhere. No, you can't. This is the classic example of what we talked about. Yeah. It's keeping your bloody That's physical you media. This physical is a media. film made by Paramount Pictures, mm. and it's nowhere to be seen. No. Fucking ridiculous. Like, the only copy I found to purchase was $144 for the Blu-ray. <laughs> no, no. Suggest it's not worth it. No, I probably can't go to that. I probably can't go to that All right, let's do a quick whip round. I have seen quite a bit. I've been to the cinemas. I went to the cinemas four times in eight days. What? Good. At one point. I've um, gone four times in eight years, yeah. it feels like. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you haven't seen fucking Lethal Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I asking you about this? I watched Wrath of Man, which was the new Statham film. <laughs> <laughs> what are we laughing about here? Oh. What are we laughing about? Well, I saw the preview and I thought it looked No, awful. the preview didn't look great, preview but the film awful. was much better than oh, okay. I thought. Yes. Um, but it, it's it's just, that's worrying for the just, preview. Yeah. <laughs> we put that together. Just you continuing to say, look, you know, I don't mind a bit of Statham. I don't. Here you go, turn it up to wrap I don't mind a bit of Statham. It's actually Guy Ritchie who was waving yeah. me off, yeah. but he does a really good job. Like, I have actually. I he, when Richie. he gets his shit right, Richie can be really good. I don't yeah. mind him. Since so, I read some reviews, I did hear that it was actually not bad, but the preview was just like diabolic. I, I saw the preview three times in cinemas, and every time it, I just cringed. Thought, right? You couldn't fucking drag me to that shit. <laughs> But, but as soon if as you come out and say it's all right, oh shit, I better if go it's and have knocking, a look. If it's knocking you off the, yeah. if, you're not going, going, the oh, no, if you are not going to the cinema, I shouldn't say that. Right. I'll say, look, you couldn't drag me to that in you know the first ten Wait. days of release. <laughs> <laughs> then I might have a look at it. Okay, so Rather Man, not bad. I, I would recommend it. I also saw Those Who Wish Me Dead, which is the Angelina Jolie one. Mm-hmm. Again, not bad. Yeah, not bad. Not great, but not certainly not. A stinker. I mean, we haven't seen Angelina Jolie in a movie for probably yeah. about five or six years. Now. Sorting out a divorce. It's... Yeah, yeah. So, but it was worth a look. I then went and saw, obviously saw Spiral. Yep. Um, yep. Which we did an episode on, so I don't really need yeah, to talk I about see that. It. I still want to see it. I then went and saw a Double Bill with Jared. We went and saw Scream. From 96 and followed by Nightmare on Elm Street, the original mm. Nightmare on Elm Street. Wes Craven double. Yes, it was It was a good time. It was Quite well packed. received. Yeah, it, it was, was packed. There was a bit of, bit of laughter at Freddy 
Freddy's log arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some giggles going on about the yes. special effects. It's good, though, because I hadn't seen... That was the first time I'd seen Elm Street on the big screen. Yeah, tell me. the first time I'd seen Scream since we saw it in the cinema. Yeah. First time around. And it was good to see, like what other people were thinking about particular things. Like, there's parts that I thought were awesome that, again, you'd hear someone tittering at <laughs> Yeah, like, that was pretty funny. Well, that's not as bad as that. Then, yeah, of course, Freddie comes out with the accordion arms yeah. and everyone's laughing and shit. Like, yeah. It Special was good. Effects. It was good to see it in that Yeah, you see, you really see the... the, the special effects problems when yeah, it's on yeah. the big screen. But good still, to see that people still laugh at up yours with a twirling lawn. <laughs> That's my favourite line in the film. <laughs> uh, I then I watched Army of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder yeah. sock going through the roof currently. <laughs> I like you, Jared, was disappointed in the ending. I felt we didn't need to go so bleak mm. because we were having a great time with yeah. it. Like, I was having a great time. It was two hours and 25 minutes, mm. and I didn't feel the time until the end. Mm. Like, once we hit the last 20 or so minutes, I kind of felt like, oh, my God, this has kind of gone. They've kind of dragged this bit out. Yeah. But overall, I think, think it, was, it was really good fun, um, and it was def- it's definitely worth watching. I believe it did about 75 million views or whatever in its its first 10 days or something. Mm. So it's been quite successful. Yeah. And I think they're talking about sequels and prequels and Yeah, well, I think he's already got... I think he basically said he already knows where the story goes, so I would think they would make one. I don't know. It seems like a niche... Like, it's a niche kind of idea, the whole Ocean's Eleven meets Dawn of the Dead type of thing. Mm. I think once you sort of spread out, does it go anywhere? Like, is it, is it worth going anywhere with it? But there was things in there that I missed, too, like the robot zombies and shit. Yeah, yeah. I they were in there. I didn't see them. Yeah. Well, they were in there. So I think if you <laughs> just went straight over. Were it. they? But if you look, to me, I watched it as well. It was basically a video game. It should have been a video game. It would be a fucking fun video. Yeah, game. yeah, I yeah. still have it. But so what he's saying is that if you watch closely, and obviously we did not, there's... It's clear that some of them aren't zombies. Right. Okay. So, fuck. I don't Thanks know. for that. <laughs> I'm selling your stock immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I watched <laughs> Lethal <laughs> Weapons 1 through 3. Maddie, you could have taken I've my list. I've got to get on it. Yeah, what do you think of those? Well, <laughs> when, you hear, when you hear my list, you're going to be like, you should have watched Lethal Weapons 1 through 3. 1 through 3. three. <laughs> um, and of course, Netflix fucked me, as they like to do. Yep. I had to hire them. And then a week later, they are they on two, there? Two and three dropped onto Netflix. Oh, number one, like, oh. no, 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 number one's not on there. Jerks. So I was kind of like, oh, what? But, you still need to pick yourself up a laser, yeah, mate. I've got the whole box there ready to take if you want it. <laughs> that that series is is excellent. Yeah, I, I didn't realise just how good it was. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Because it the the plots are so slight, mm. but the chemistry is just. Phenomenal. Well, people dislike. Th- well, I love three. three. Three is my favourite. Yeah, some people dislike three. Most people dislike four. I actually don't want four either. I yeah, can, I can go with four. It's definitely the worst of the series. Yeah, but I can go along with it. I'll watch it more than you know. I'd, I'd watch that before I'd watch a, a large number of other turkeys. Mm. Because um, I think part of it is that you you invest some time in these characters. Yeah, that's and right. The first movie, they do such a great job to create this character that's kind of. I don't know, he's kind of unlikable somewhat, Riggs, yeah, because yeah. he's he's right out there. 
but it works really well with and Danny Glover, mate, doesn't get enough yeah. raps for his his work. I still fucking I still want Joe Pesci can go fuck yeah. yourself though. <laughs> <laughs> I still maintain that Riggs would partner beautifully with Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, talk, we talk about this. Nobody thinks that's a good idea. <laughs> um, yeah, Joe Pesci can go fuck himself so in the in the series. Like it's one of the one mistakes I think they made. Mm. Is Leo gets. Yeah, it depends how you take it though, because he's supposed to be he's supposed to be, I know, he's supposed to be a pain in the arse, but still. And they do I do love the fact that they're constantly telling him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Champagne comedy. Yeah. But also the um the the romance bit in in part two doesn't work because it happens so quickly. I agree. You don't know what I'm talking about, do you? Yeah. Danny Glover hooks up with me. <laughs> he does have a nice mullet. Yeah, yeah, look. But I haven't watched four, but I will. I think four is still worth a look. Uh, watch Beverly Hills Cop 2. Look, it is basically a retread of the first movie, mm. but again, gets by on... Very much on Eddie Murphy, mm. um, but I kind of love Rosewood and Taggart, and the the Lethal Weapon series always kind of has Axel actually gets his ass saved by one of them mm. instead of just him shooting his way out uh, mm. Schwarzenegger style or Stallone style. He kind of gets gets some help, which I think is is you know rare. Mm. I've still got to sit through three. Should I? Yeah, fucking oath. Is it, it fucking terrible, though? Completionist, yeah. you got to see it. Is it shock, shocking, though? I well, haven't seen I haven't it watched years. it. I saw it about, I think the last time I watched it was about 10 years ago, and I don't recall it being a good time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, simple. <laughs> Thank you. I watched Alone, Jared. Yep. Creepy idea. Yeah. I don't know what the critics saw. What's the yeah. idea? The whole idea of basically a girl is um, moving herself across country mm. and she's got a little U-Haul and she's just, you know, heading through the mountains and this guy continues to kind of a turn up and ingratiate yeah, like himself every time in she's her. at like a road yeah. stop or um, and she counts, she comes across him on the road a couple of times. Yeah, like. and, and, and that stuff, that's where the film's probably at its best. Yeah, when, early when on. When he's yeah. kind of hovering in the... In the in the sort of peripherals, yeah, but yeah. then it just goes fucking off tap. And yeah. quite frankly, some of the ridiculous things that she does, yeah, just like this is ludicrous. That's lunacy. what I couldn't get past. I couldn't get over some of that. Um, and then, you're right. There was there was points early and and briefly through some of the chase, the cat and mouse stuff, where you could see that it could be really good, but it just I didn't think it was. Much chop at all. And all the all the reviews I was reading, it's like super tense, and I'm like, where? Yeah, because yeah. was it wasn't tense at all. I was a bit the same. I was too busy looking for robot zombies fucking floating around here. <laughs> yeah. Could, yeah. Could Is that kind of robot? No. Um, <laughs> so I, I sat through that. I watched Creep Show. Uh, I think it was episode two or episode three, mm-hmm. season two. Yep. Solid. I mean, that show continues to do the, all the right things. Yep, mate. My mate, we've been passing around DVDs in the office. Yeah. And uh, my mate gave me Holmes and Watson. Mm. Yeah. You know Jesus what? Christ. Terribly, it's a ter- it's a kind of a shit movie, but there is a couple of absolutely fucking <laughs> piss funny moments where I was just in stitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, of course, then Will Ferrell can't can't stop the joke. And it just goes on and on and on. And poor old John C. Riley is just stuck there with this. <laughs> I mean, he just gets the worst of it. 
the poor bugger. <laughs> but there are a couple of moments genuinely where I was just in absolute stitches. <laughs> I couldn't help myself, including that uh, a highly amusing bit where they go to the they go to a bar to kind of interrogate or find this guy. They get shit faced. And just like you would in today's thing where you'd be taking selfies and sending drunk texts and that, they're out at the, you know, the bloody, the telegram place. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, Pissed yeah, giving, yeah. <laughs> giving, these messages, <laughs> giving these messages to be sent. I thought that was hilarious. And I watched the entire series of Luther uh, yep. on Stan, which is excellent. Mm. Um, gets a little bit... Over the top as we yeah. get towards the end, but Idris Elba is just such a good, good actor to watch. Yeah, you're, oh, a, and I you're a, a fan. F- I'm a huge fan of him. I reckon he's excellent. Mm. And I watched the first four episodes of The Outsider. Oh yeah, yeah. Thoughts? Yeah, good. Really excellent. Good. Um, very intriguing. Yeah, I was a big fan of that. Very big fan. But that's it for me. Mm. Maddie, what do you got? Bachelor? Oh, <laughs> Look, I, I caught some tiny houses. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Only you would open with I watched the show about the I'm on point for this podcast. Just saying. <laughs> I don't know why they I, I still every time I watch it I'm like You don't know why, why are they complaining? Of 400 square why are they complaining about like they want an extra like I want a separate study for oh. my tiny house. One of them was like, It's really good. We have got space for an extra bedding if my pe- family want to come and stay. Yeah. Well, like, they go. That's like inviting your family to your room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody comes to my I room. I mean, look around. I could not live in a tiny house. <laughs> but I love I love uh, I love when they go, Yeah, we're living in a tiny house or whatever. Uh, we just got three or four shipping containers out the back to for a bit of extra space. Yeah. <laughs> and like, so you've essentially got a house. <laughs> you need to cull your stuff. Yeah. No, uh, I, yeah, I need, no, I need minimal. To I can understand a tiny house. I can understand a tiny house from the perspective of maybe being on the road. Yeah. I could Um, holiday in a tiny house. I can understand it if you don't have a one-year-old. Why would you do that? That is just cool. Like, fuck, why would you do it to yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what? It's difficult. Maybe it's because... Let's make it in smaller quarters. Yeah, maybe so you can leave the the child in the tiny house and go wandering to all corners of the property and get more distance. (laughs) 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 It's like, oh, man, I I don't know how you... You wouldn't fucking... You'd you'd be done with tiny houses after about three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) One week. One week. Too much. Yeah. I started watching being Serena, which is all Serena Williams discussing her, like... Oh, is it a documentary? Yeah, doco, yeah. So it's like a six-part series or five-part series. Where is it located? It's just followed, it's like just no, following where, her which, house. Is it on Stan or one of them? Uh, yeah, it's on it's Stan. Stan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worth looking, it's interesting to see, like, her finding love and uh, just, like, the challenges she has and being a parent and yeah. her having a super body, like, <laughs> she was like, childbirth wasn't a problem <laughs> until a massive yeah, extent. Course of course until, until, yeah, until the complications kicked in, but, like, the pregnancy wasn't a problem. But, like, yeah. there's, but all those things that you'll sort She's of talk about in your own... Australian Open? Yeah. With three or four months. Yeah. She's a superhuman. There's no doubt about it. But 
interesting to see her her journey and her being a normal person. And I mean, she puts her fucking sister in the shade, and her yeah. sister's won seven grand slams. <laughs> yeah, that's slate. right. Yeah. Imagine, <laughs> imagine winning seven grand slams, and when the tennis conversation comes up at, at, at fucking <laughs> Christmas dinner, you've just got a neck up for a bit. <laughs> Someone else at the other end. Got, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it will get to you. <laughs> Just be quiet. Yeah. We'll get to you tomorrow. <laughs> I've got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's um, a difficult time. Yeah, 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 yeah. What else we got? My wife put Girls 5 Ever on. Oh, is that that shit on Yeah. Stand? Isn't that Tina Fey? Tina Fey, yeah. Yeah, it's shit. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of what it was. I was thinking of having a crack at it. There was one laugh in there. In, you've you've in run me off. Two episodes. <laughs> yeah, I better watch Holmes and Watson instead. Yeah. <laughs> I got, oh. uh, I, 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 oh, I don't know why I did it. I put Thunder Force on. The, um. Oh, the, is that the Miss Lisa, Miss Lisa McCarthy one? Yeah. yeah. My wife watched it. Ooh, oh, God. God, it's horrible. What's, what? <laughs> it, I watched half an hour. <laughs> you had a good run. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. Prank of a run. You were watching tiny movies. <laughs> <It was insane. laughs> I put on a whole bunch of stuff that I can't finish. I couldn't be bothered. It's too much pain. Just I, watched, I did enjoy Pride, Prejudice and Zombies, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, well, there yeah. Get That's back, probably get back the sort of fun crap that you need to be watching. Yeah, well, I, th- I thought it was a pretty good take. They, mm. they like decimate a few zombies and then it's like well and then back to speaking <laughs> proper and, uh, I love it it was it was that was actually really entertaining uh, I enjoyed it I watched the I tried to get my kid to watch it but he was like nah not interested and so I went back and watched it by myself uh, the Muppets movie <laughs> <laughs> which is animal animal giant animal at the end of it is still hilarious even to this day and Dr. Teeth is, knows how to jam <laughs> the electric mayhem is good fun oh, I lost him in Rainbow Connection I don't know I don't know what happened he was like I've, the first scene he's like nah we're not watching <laughs> you know that's not good and then I've, I've, there's probably some other stuff I've forgotten as always but I've wrapped up with uh, Adventures in Babysitting which uh, oh, the original one yeah yeah oh mate I've got to watch that I used to love that yeah, movie. I did. It was, it was awesome. really good. And it has uh, Penelope in it Plus. from tonight's movie. So. Yeah, and they, there's actually a remake on Disney Plus as well. That, mm, don't Kate, do that. No, Caitlin put us onto it. Yeah. And I was like, I was sitting there going, no, 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 I can't have this. And it was actually all right. Really? Yeah. It was surprisingly all right. The original it's, it's, you know, it's been cleaned up like they do now. Like yeah. they're much more, much more sort of G-rate. Yeah. Um, but it was still... Pretty well done. I don't think I want to ruin. I like the original. No, the original is is really good, if I remember correctly. Where they're sitting around in the in the bus, Penelope Ann Miller's in there, in, like, and she's lost her glasses. Yeah. And uh, Port Authority bus station. Get Fuck, it, mate. Yeah. You ever been there? Right. <laughs> Ooh, I, I had a bloke trying to offer him to carry my bags for me. He looked like a fucking homeless oh, man, yeah. and I was like, "No, thank you." Well, getting told get out of my home when you're in the trying to make a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> Is still funny today. <laughs> but just um, just to backtrack quickly before we get to you, Jared. Holmes and Watson, Rafe Fiennes. Someone's got something on him <laughs> because his performance is absolutely diabolical, yeah. and you can tell he's not interested in being there at all. Was he the one in the air, in the airplane? No, he's um, uh, he's fucking Moriarty. Might be the bloke. And it turns that, um... out he's just some cockney idiot. All oh, right, and. and I'm just sitting there thinking, Rafe, 
What are you doing? Well, it might be the bloke that produced movie 43. We were talking about <laughs> yeah. the other day, so I might, might just check up on that. He's, he's had a file as long as, he's, as, long as Liam Neeson's cock on who's... Yeah, he's been cool with cock. Standing, you know, side by side. Um, Shit. We watched, I, I was reading an article about movie 43. I was telling Jared... Every time I hear more about George Clooney, I fucking love the bloke even more. Yeah. And it was about movie 43, and it was saying how they basically just pestered actors, high-level actors, just until they caved and said, yeah, all right, all right. And, yeah, Hugh Jackman had testicles on his throat and things like that. You know, that was his part of the movie. It was awful. <laughs> but they just basically pestered and pestered and just found a spot. Yeah. And said a couple of couple of actors managed to weasel their way out and it said Colin Farrell somehow so squeezed his way out which I thought to myself doesn't sound like Colin Farrell <laughs> no, no. <laughs> right easily right it. into it and it said George Clooney was approached and responded with fuck off <laughs> <laughs> I was like yep sounds like a great <laughs> it sounds like he's got his priorities struck but there was also a section that said that the um Jackman Winslet portion was almost like proof of concept. That's what they were showing to say. Look, we've already got we've already got Hugh and Kate. As soon as you see Jackman with a with a ball bag hanging off his chin, surely you say, uh, "I don't know if this is for me." <laughs> yeah, what though? I remember watching that skit and laughing. <laughs> right. Especially when he says, "Is it cold in here?" <laughs> <laughs> the nutsack gets all sort of constricted. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I think I better revise and say I won't be watching Holmes and Watson if you're the one doling out the recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch movie for the I am ashamed of myself, but I can't help it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe it's the quality of the acting in that skin. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's plenty of acting talent. Not much else, though. I mean, surely if you're Kate Winslet and you get on set and Hugh Jackman comes out with a nutsack, you go, oh, no, no, hang on, I've signed up for the wrong thing here. What's going on? She's a sport, man. Yeah. Yeah, Her and extras is the best thing we've ever seen. Yeah, I think I would have thrown a tantrum and just said, I'm leaving. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, okay, what did you get on to? All right, so I got through a fair bit. I think I mentioned last time that I... I did a bit of a sequel run through. I definitely mentioned the Cabin Fever movies, but yeah. I can't remember whether I mentioned the Crow City of Angels or not. No, I think didn't. I did. <laughs> no, I don't think you did. But oh I watched God. the Crow City of Angels. As I said to you, Adam, I don't know how you take the same concept for a great movie and just make it so bad. Well, you even the producer of Movie 43. <laughs> that's, <what laughs> well, that's all right. Um, and it's another in the list of uh, movies that contains Thomas Jane in what looks like a silly wig. <laughs> Again, it just keeps happening. Good old TJ. Um, yeah, so... Oh, I, I, I remember watching that in the cinema when it came out and I believe at that stage I was reading Fangorian and there was coverage of it. Yeah. And I remember, even back then, reading about you know, music video director Tim Pope. He's taken it in a new direction. I remember thinking, I don't know oh. if this is a good idea. <laughs> yeah. And it turned out to be an absolutely shocking idea. Yeah. I mean, the first one is a fantastic film, yeah. even with all its problems and all its behind-the-scenes issues. Yeah. It's an absolutely fantastic movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to take that concept, basically do it again. It's essentially the same. And turn Just it with into a few pieces such a shit around. fight is unbelievable. Yeah. It's and unacceptable. Vincent, it is. And Vincent Perez, he was... Bad. <laughs> he was awful, but you can see, like... 
I don't necessarily think the guy strikes me as a bad actor, but he was just awful. He didn't he didn't fit the role whatsoever. Like it was just yeah, it was a bit of a shit. Did um, did I believe you also watched the further sequels? Is that correct? No, I haven't got, I haven't on got to them. But do you think Eric Mabius might make the role better? Yeah, I was thinking perhaps he might you know, come to the party a little more. And Eddie Furlong might be able to show us a little more something. I'm still on the I'm still on the hunt for Stairway to Heaven because I I, I think Cascos. Mark DeCascos might actually <laughs> at this point he's sitting at number two by default on the list of live action crows. Um, so yeah, that's that was pretty pretty rough. I continued on in sequel territory with From Dusk Till Dawn 2, oh Texas Blood God, Money. What are you doing to yourself? <laughs> oh, shit, you know, you just got to do these things this, sometimes. I, I believe that's shocking. I enjoyed it more than The Crow, too, yeah, that's for but sure. That's, that's <laughs> a lot of just a, yeah, It was pretty ordinary, but it's quite amusing because it's got, it's got some actors that are either people that you know or are fairly high level. Obviously, Robert Patrick's in there. But then you got the bloke that played uh, the fellow that played Tuco Salamanca in uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, He's yeah. in there. Uh, what's his name? Watson Muse Watson from I know what you did last summer. He's in there. So you get these guys that you've seen around in other things. But yeah, look, Miguel Sandoval. No? Oh, I, yeah, I've I've kind of already started scrubbing it from memory. But it's it's um, directed by Scott Spiegel. Oh, yeah. So there's a couple of moments of really interesting direction just wrapped around a very ordinary kind of, you know, schlocky kind of B-movie effort. Oh, yeah. that, I believe they, they, they were produced by Tarantino, weren't they? I think or so. At least executive produced. So I he, think he, so. Someone said, we, we're making a sequel, and he said, go for it. Yeah, yeah. And that was his involvement. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I've been giving Shutter a bit of a kicking, and I think last time I was carrying on about Joe Bob Briggs not, not being on there. Just give us the stuff around the movies. It is on there. It's actually on there. And I think they dropped it prior to my rant, so I probably should have had a bit yeah, of a closer look. But they didn't show what it up. What your messaging? Well, that's the thing. They didn't put it into the into the um, new new content yeah. sort of list. And that's not the first time it's happened. There's been a few things that I've found on there that didn't show up. I think there might be some people asleep at the wheel. Yeah, I think up. there is. But finally, we've got some Joe, Joe Bob on there. So I kicked off with Tourist Trap. Jack Connors. Which I actually quite enjoyed. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of very creepy. creepy. Apparently Stephen King loves it. More than he loves money? No. But... Yeah, it's got some really creepy parts in there. It's not a bad little slasher, I, I thought. I finally watched the Fog remake. I'd been dodging this oh, for years. Oh, had you never seen I it? I had not seen oh. it. I'd been dodging it for years, and finally, a, you know, it popped up on stand. I thought, well, it's time to fucking delve into the fog <laughs> and see what's in there. Like, and it's time again, to find out if Tom Welling could carry a picture. Uh, we found that answer conclusively. <laughs> no, His again. career is still in the fog somewhere, but. No, he's a, again. He's a likable enough presence, but, but well, he's, he's just making a, money off um, Smallville. Yeah, Smallville. he'll do Smallville and conventions for the rest of his life and be fucking like a pig in shit. Mate. He'll, be, <laughs> he'll be fine. Not quite as much pig as Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be a pig in something. But yeah, he's a look. He's a likable enough actor, but it was just in that pocket when you got a bit of heat. So we've got to have your fronter fronter fucking horror remake, and it was just he's just not that. And again. Take a great idea and just fuck it up completely. The parts of the story just weren't all that different, but the execution of particular scenes 
between John Carpenter and whoever directed that one. I didn't bother to check. Yeah, well, no one would remember. Yeah, it, it was yeah. just because. But they had stuck. like CGI fog and stuff. Like it was never going to work. Yeah. Obviously, Scream in Elm Street. We yeah. went on to Army of the Dead. We spoke about. Mm. Back to Joe Bob for Sleepaway Camp. Oh. So yeah, it was good to revisit that too. I'd left that going Have for you got that quite a while. DVD or no? YouTube. Found it on YouTube. Found it on YouTube. <laughs> Look, um, that movie is kind of not great, but the ending is legitimately quite yeah unnerving. And it is an interesting because again, it's got some of the some of the sort of queer themes that were just non-existent in certain yes. other slashes. Yes. So it is interesting to look back at. I mean, some of the some of the kills though, like killing someone by dropping a fucking. Wasp's nest in the toilet and shit like that. You don't need to drop a wasp's nest in the toilet for me to die in the crapper, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, there was some, yeah, some of it was kind of rubbish, but some yeah. of it was all right. Um, but good episode with Joe Bob, because uh, Felissa Rose was actually on it with him. Oh, so okay. That was cool. Back on Ready Player One. Watch that again, because my son wanted to review. Quite amusing. Obviously, Ready Player One is not too rough. It's only got a couple of moments that are a little bit scary. This time, he actually kept his eyes open when The Shining was on. So, <laughs> But my wife happened to walk in just at the moment when someone whips out one of the little special moves in the game, and it's Chucky. Yeah. And one of the guy, one of the guys goes, oh, fuck, they've got a Chucky, and Chucky starts slashing his way, and my wife's gone, what the fuck are you watching again? <laughs> hey, hey, like, everything else is all right. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, speaking of being asleep at the wheel with some parenting. But, um, I watched, again, Joe Bob, I, I watched Rabid, more Rabbit. Cronenberg. Obviously, Cronenberg. we spoke about some Cronenberg. Were you and I had, um, confused? I was confused. Of course I was confused. As Mark Maron said, you know, I want to watch adult films and then fucking at the end of it look at everyone else and say, what happened? (laughs) In a a group situation. (laughs) It was actually pretty good. It's very cheap, but very interesting idea. And Joe Bob's little insights are excellent on something like that that you're not so familiar with. Yeah. So that was excellent. Not so excellent. I delved back into Rob Zombie territory. Oh. I watched 31. Oh. <laughs> Fuck me. Like, oh, I just... about scrubbing shit from your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it. I, I just... His writing is just... I mean, it's fucking juvenile, and that should be right up my alley, but it's just not. <laughs> but but what, he, the guy's a 60-year-old man, and some of the lines that he thinks are, like, cool... Is he 60? Like, He's nearly 60. He's in his late 50s, I believe. But, I mean, some of the lines that he thinks are cool and it's just like, this is just awful. And some of the, like most of his other movies, even when the writing has been off, there's been some stuff about it, the way that he shot it. Yeah, visually. That I really like. Like, there was none of that in this one. There was none of that in this one. It was just awful. Absolutely awful. Possibly his worst movie for mine. So I just can't I can't get along with the guy. I think I just we're can't back get to it. the blender and the vice. Yeah. When we talk about possibly his worst movie. Yeah, yeah. I suggest, it is. you know, there's there's a few that would be stacked up. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he just he keeps getting actors, like pretty good actors that'll work with him. Like Malcolm McDowell shows up again in this one. Does he? He does. Richard Brake, who I think is quite good and he's a really sort of intense looking fella and yeah. can really deliver a performance, but he just keeps doing it in Rob Zombie movies at the moment. Like, yeah. I just don't get it. And even his, like, 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'll leave it there. I can't speak on it anymore. Okay. Um, <laughs> I went into Doco territory a couple of times, Adam. I watched the Sons of Sam. Just garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, if you want to peddle some bullshit, it seems that Netflix will take it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, so the issue I've got with this one, and it was a little bit similar to the Cecil Hotel, as we spoke about, is that this started out with an interesting idea. And they started to build, and they started to build. But along the way, you would say, okay, this bloke is chasing the next lead without establishing the current the, the first one. And there was, no, there was not a single time that they established, without a fucking doubt for me, yeah. that some of these connections were there. So we went through nearly three episodes of... As I described it to you, we're, we're fucking, you know, we had a conversation. We, we, we described it as you're building a fucking, you're building a wall, but the fucking, the, the bricks that you've started with, you haven't bothered to fucking put them there before you start trying to put the next layer on. Yeah. And it took three and a quarter episodes, well, basically three and a half episodes before they actually kind of got into the territory of, it became an obsession for this guy, and perhaps he was looking for things and making connections we're that there. weren't there. So there is just this small portion of four hours of TV that says hey, he might have been he might have been fucking just crazy, a little bit off. But you know what? That seems to be the the way things operate in in these Netflix docos now. Yeah, like. I mean, it would have been a better doco if you had, from the start, some people raising some doubts. But then you could chuck in a little bit, oh, but hang on, this person knew this and we found this. None of it. None of it. Not one thing in my mind that was mentioned has any ring of truth at all. No. And the big problem for me, and you mentioned it too, is the Berkowitz interview. Like, the second that they started playing them, and especially the second time he spoke to him... Yeah. Like, Berkowitz is hell in a second. But within seconds, I was just saying, this bloke, Berkowitz has not said anything but, yeah, yeah, that's how it happened, or no, because this guy was saying, did you or did you not get together with a cult of people and fucking sacrifice this and that? Is that the way it happened? Yeah. Berkowitz just went, yep. I'm like, say something like what went on in the, what went on in the mm. woods. Yeah. And let him elaborate, but that never happened. And the second time they show it, that news presenter that was hosting the show yeah. basically said it was a leading interview. Yeah. He just fucking gave him the information yeah. the whole time. So, yeah, I wasn't real. Look, I enjoyed it, but it got to me at the end that they'd put four hours of semi-entertaining TV together knowing that at the end it was just going to say, yeah, we knew it was all bullshit. Mm. Well, basically, we think it was all bullshit. We think it was all bullshit. But, you know, I mean, as I said to you after watching it, I'm getting sick and tired of presenting fucking half-baked theories as fact and getting Netflix to pay for it. Yeah. It's, it's becoming... Well, it's, that became it's a me formula. Want to avoid this shit. That is now too... And I haven't seen... I haven't seen the Ripper one, but you said that was pretty, The Ripper one, it, it was just basically a, a bog standard. Yeah. But this—that's—that's that's now two of these these more recent ones where they basically feed you th- four episodes, and in the fourth one, just a little bit at the end, basically says, "Yeah, we knew that shit that we went on with for three hours was was you know yeah going to be called into question." Yeah, like do it a little more skillfully. But that's because Netflix will take any true crime docker about the big ticket serial killers. Yeah. 
because it's the the thing. But what they're doing is they're any dickhead. It's just mm. like I don't know if you saw it. I was watching Media Watch a little while back. And you know Peter Falconio. Yeah, yeah. There was that doco about Peter Falconio's mm. death just recently. And Media Watch was just carving it up, going, these same dickheads have trotted this shit out three times yeah. in the last ten years and tr- pro- said to us, we have fresh information and it's never forthcoming mm. because these fucking guys are shysters. They're bloody, they're bullshit artists. All they want is to dredge up this case yeah. to fund their own shit. I believe this guy, I don't think, I wouldn't say he was a shyster. I think he actually believed it at the start and was trying to uncover stuff. Yeah. But I think there probably should have been something in there that said maybe he wasn't actually a good investigative journalist because he kept running with this next part before we actually had anybody saying that, yeah, this was true. The only time it it felt like there was possibly some, some... Evidence forthcoming was 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 when they went to the town Minot. Yeah, but e- even then, there was nothing produced other than a couple of guys who were around at the time that yeah, said, said, "Oh yeah, yeah, we did some interviews with people. We did that." And then you see a fleeting glimpse of a fucking photo with a written statement, but they, you don't see any of it. They don't. They don't actually prove any of it. To well, you. that guy's um, credentials as a journalist were subpar, subpar anyway. That's what I mean. He wrote for IBM magazine. Yeah. Then suddenly got. Fucking excited about David Berkowitz and decided to become a journo. Yeah, and that's like, what I mean. I think the guy that made it, didn't he receive, wasn't he, didn't he have a connection with him and he yeah, received he all, all the. I just feel like a better piece of filmmaking would have been to ask the question during that, you know, put in a segment. What what were his credentials? Was he a good journo? And get, get some people talking about that. Yeah. And then you've got at least a balanced point of view, but it was just, it was classic. The reason that you, you know, you, you are told that that documentaries come with a script too. Like yeah. they they are one person's point of view. Well, the the, the thing that <coughs> put me off immediately was the the way they tried they 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 touched on that Roy Raiden stuff, and it was just R R was written somewhere, and they're like, maybe it's Roy Raiden. Yeah, yeah. And they go into R-R. all that shit, and it turns out Roy Raiden was killed by fucking gangsters. Yes, over. Money, and then it seemed that's very proven. much people are jailed over that. And then it seemed very much <laughs> like you know they talk about oh yeah there was a guy that was filming there's there's a video there, and then they say oh yeah he was deep into cocaine and his his apartment had been rifled through so they were looking for something, but they never said yeah they might have taken cocaine that might have been what they're looking for. Uh-huh. They keep it was just in his mind it was uh, they were looking for the tape. Yeah, and they never like established taking all these pieces and. Because you're so deep into it and you cannot think logically, yeah, you are attaching them mm. in some way. Yeah. So unfortunately, over four hours, I got I really I got really tired of basically being put in his headspace and just accepting that that's what they were there for. Yeah. Because the whole time I was saying, I don't think that's what they were there for. So give me something else, and I never got it. That was my issue with it. Mm. Semi-entertaining watch, though. Check it out. (laughs) Um, Staying on the documentary front, one that I actually really enjoyed on Stan at the moment, You Cannot Kill David Arquette. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Actually really good. Well, it's it's not really good. Again, it it leaves some parts out. People would have wanted to have killed him, I'm sure. But, yeah, but the fact is, you know, I was watching wrestling 
and started to dip out of it at the time when he won the won the championship in the in the I think it was two thousand. But it was super interesting to see. Initially, they establish that hey, he was just a super fan of wrestling. Did that movie about wrestling, and then was tossed this idea. Let's put the belt on you. And of course, all these speaking of toxic fandoms, all these fans were like, "Oh, you fucking destroyed wrestling." Mm. All uh, you know, this some wrestlers. This was WCW. WCW definitely appeared in the wrestle crap. There was probably a whole chapter on oh, it. I'm but, sure there was. But so yeah, and basically, it begins by framing it as, "Hey, I was just a super fan. I did a movie. You know, he did Ready to Rumble." And so they did the cross promotion, but it was Vince Russo who was in, who, who's, you know, he had a run where he was getting some heat, but then basically just fucking faded into obscurity with bad idea after bad idea. They basically say it was Vince Russo's idea and he convinced Arquette. Arquette didn't want to do it, mm. but he did it. And for 20 years, he's basically felt the wrath of it from wrestling fans, but he also goes into it that it fucking destroyed his acting career too mm. because it, along with Scream, he said Scream kind of started a pigeonholing, yeah. but then he said when he did the wrestling thing, it fucking destroyed, it just stomped all over it. He's like, I've been going for to auditions for 10 years. There's his part where he's there going, I'm, I'm going to auditions for 10 years. Like who in their right mind, to, you know, you've got to be a little bit insane to, to be going to job interviews for 10 years and being told no every time. Like yeah. it starts off from that front. <laughs> Poor Blake. You can give birth to a hand and that's all right. Yeah, that's all right. No one fucking <laughs> worries about that. I mean, Jesus Christ, you can be the gobbledygooker and you look that fondly. Like, Jesus. Um, but it basically, it starts from that, that point of he, I was just a huge wrestling fan who got offered this. It was basically the dream. And so he then goes on this quest to wrestle on independent circuits and shit and just to basically say, I'm sorry, but, you know, go out there and show that he's he's actually, he just loved it and he probably wasn't prepared, but it, he was just a fan who got thrown. And there's a couple of people in there. There's like Diamond Dallas Page, for example, who who says it wasn't his idea and, and he just ran along with it and he was a great guy. We got along with him. He showed us the greatest respect. He loved the business. So DDP actually gets in a little bit of the training and helps him, connects him up with a few people. There's parts where he goes to Mexico and starts doing the shit. There's these guys in Mexico that like instead of, you know, like we get people washing windows here, mm. when the light goes red, mm. they'll put on a little fucking wrestling show in the middle of the street and start awesome. belting each other with chairs and stuff and then go for coins. He actually does that oh, okay. and turns up at Backyard Wrestling and start, you know, it's it's quite good. It goes into a little bit of his substance abuse and that sort of thing. Probably leaves a little bit too much of that out. There's actually a portion with Luke Perry. There's Luke Perry is in a, in a very significant inc- incident that is actually going to be on Dark Side of the Ring. There's going to be an episode of Dark Side of the Ring that involves this incident and Luke Perry's there with him helping him out, ends up driving him, you know, around, whatever, and he he died not long after that. Oh, right. And they gloss over that, and he kind of has a bit of a fucking meltdown again. But it's actually a fucking really good... Really good watch. I thought it was. I thought it was definitely worth the time. Best thing David Arquette's been. Best thing he's done since you know since what? Scream <laughs> four? No, maybe probably Scream. Another DC animated Justice Society World War Two. Good watch. Very yeah. good watch. Another one that's centered around the Flash that is actually really good. So people have brought that up that some of the best animated ones have been centered around the Flash. So maybe maybe lead to her out with that Flash movie and Batman Begins. 
went back to that, started watching through the Nolan verse again. Obviously, a huge fan of that one. Mm. And the last one I watched, Adam, was again more Joe Bob. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I can fucking thank him for this one, but I got onto Fried Barry. Fried which Barry, is, which is the South African one oh. where a heroin dealer gets abducted and fucking taken over by an alien. <laughs> and uh, no. Avoid yeah, Fried Barry. Look, I'm not a big fan of it. It was directed by a guy who did music video stuff, and you can tell because the story is very fleeting. Like, there's not much to it, and it's just I don't know. He's just going for going for these stylish, slick sort of sequences. There was some pretty kind of rave reviews from certain outlets. I mean, Joe Bob actually fucking has a chuckle at one of the rave reviews and basically says it's bullshit, <laughs> and points points to the fact that. The director describes the movie as cult classic, and he's kind of trying to say, "Well, you you kind of have to earn that. <laughs> it doesn't just become a cult People classic." People actually want to see it. For yeah, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't recommend it myself. Okay. So yeah, probably, probably skip that one. <laughs> okay. And that was it for that me. Was it really? really lengthy run there. Imagine oh, yeah. if you were trying to make a film that nobody liked initially, but really liked yeah, it no after later. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, that's a weird goal to have. Days. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be the last thing you'd want these days. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's everything. Uh, we'll take a break. Here's the trailer for 1997's The Relic. Directed by Peter Hems, who directed Sudden Death, Time Cop, double back-to-back JCVD, and I believe he also whipped out End of Days, Mm. Arnie Schwarzenegger. It's written by Amy Holden-Jones, who wrote The Slumber Party Massacre, John Raffo, who wrote Johnny Skidmarks. I didn't look into that any further, but (laughs) it's the kind of thing that would probably get me (laughs) me through the door based on its name. Rick Jaffa, who wrote Jurassic World, and Amanda Silva, who wrote Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and it's based on a novel by Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child. 
It's produced by Gail Ann Hurd, who produced Armageddon, and Sam Mercer, who produced Signs. Mm. It stars Penelope Ann Miller as Dr. Margot Green, Tom Sizemore as Lieutenant Vincent D'Augusta, Linda Hunt as Dr. Anne Cuthbert, and James Whitmore as Dr. Albert Brock. The budget was $40 million, and the box office was $34 million worldwide. The appearance of the Cthulhu creature was purposely left till the last half of the film because Stan Winston's creature was not completed in time for the scenes requiring the visual and physical presence of it on set. It was also one of the reasons why the film was delayed to 97. Mm. All right. That's a, that's a fuck-up. That's a cock-up, but <laughs> let's dive into the relic. What did you think of it, Maddie? Look, I, I think it has... A lot of good elements in it. There's a lot of good banter. There's a lot of interesting, like, little side characters. It's got a plot that you can follow. The main characters do a really good job of what they've with what they've got. But there's, like, something missing that just doesn't pull it all together. Mm-hmm. So, um, for me, in terms of stars, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it two and a half. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, like, a really... It's got everything in it, but it just ends up being mediocre. Okay. So that was that was that was where I sit. But it has a lot of like really it's hard. It's one of those ones that's hard to say what's wrong with it, but there's stuff that's wrong with it. Yeah. Fair enough. Jared? Yeah, look, I was similar. I, I feel like there was parts of it that were really nifty little little creature features. The effect when the creature was there was surprisingly solid. The mm. practicals. Yeah. Two strong leads. Yep. And I liked, I felt like the fact that they were not necessarily A-listers per se mm. played in its favour because mm. it just gave this sort of, it just it just took it out of that realm of, you know, it's got to be focused on a, on the, on the you know, steely-jawed action hero. And I liked that. I actually think if I was to say there was something wrong with it, it's interesting you mentioned that. I didn't know that, but I was going to say one of the things was I felt like there possibly could have been... I didn't want to see the creature before we did, but I felt like there could have been a bit more of the, the creatures around yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. There's a stretch in the second act where it just feels like it goes completely away from it and gets not bogged down, but it gets all into the this is what's happening, the science, the theories and everything. Mm-hmm. That stuff all works pretty well, but I felt like... Just intertwined with that, we could have had a little bit more of the that it was around there somewhere. Mm. I was sitting on a three for most of it, but I think by the end of it, I quite enjoyed the, the last stretch. So it's Snake Eyes, baby. Snake Eyes, red off. Well, I'm I'm also going with Snake Eyes. I totally agree with what Jehovah said. This is ten times the movie that. Deep Rising is. Yeah, it um, certainly hasn't aged as poorly. Like no. the goofiness that, that aged pretty badly. Um, in fact, this is pretty well done for the most part mm. um, for me. The practical effects are an absolute winner. Yeah. Like, that's the best thing they could have done. Mm. And the fact that they they had to push it back, I may have hurt it financially, but having a legitimate actual beast made mm. works a lot. Yeah. Um, and some of the CGI is pretty good too. It actually, they seamlessly yeah, do it until the end. Yeah. yeah. The end's when it looks bad. But apart from that, they do a pretty good job. I'm with you too, Maddie. There's a couple of um, side characters that yeah. I loved. Yeah. Two yeah, in particular yeah. that I fucking loved. I thought yeah. they did an absolutely awesome job with mm. that. In minimal screen time, they get yeah. so much out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
I would also agree with regards to the leads. I think they're both really good actors, but they're not fucking Harrison Ford or, you know, or mm. Arnold Schwarzenegger. So there isn't that superhuman kind of presence of having yeah. him there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it works really, really well. In fact, you know, Tom Sizemore, he was right in the pocket here. Yeah. His drug problem hadn't got out of hand. He could have been something. Oh, he's an awesome yeah. actor. He's a very good actor. And, um, um, yeah, I think he was early 90s, I believe, is where he's, where it started to ramp up. But obviously here he was still kind of managing it to an extent. Yeah, and he's really good. Issues, it's shot in a way that at times the darker elements work, mm. but other times you can't even you can't see, see what's going, what's going on. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple we of other things. You know, if we could speak French, we would have been, had it told to us what was happening. <laughs> well, shit, I couldn't actually understand any of that. I, was a, I mean, I love the fact that I was desperately clinging to, yeah, it's watchable. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is there's several performances that are shocking. Yes. Mm. Two in particular. I've got two, like, I've oh got two right in the firing line. What are we doing here? <laughs> but I think they kind of balance it with some pretty gory set pieces um, and some tense shit down in the, the sewer system with with the dogs and stuff. I think yeah. a lot of that works well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm a snake eyes. That's right and a half. I'd watch the relic again any time if I can find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can pick it up on the like oh, 150 okay. bucks. <laughs> um, stra- straight out of the gate, as I said before, I think hiring Stan Winston and his team to actually make it, make that um, creature for real, which is kind of what, a bit like what they did with Jurassic Park. Yeah, they built yeah. that T-Rex legitimately yeah. and then serviceably used the CGI with it. And it works well here. It, lo- it works really well. The thing looks cool. Though. Yeah, and, and I no love the fact it. that it's made up of all these different animals. Yeah. And when it opens its mouth, you know, it's got like mandibles and it's got, you know, yeah. massive teeth and everything. I really I really thought that, that stuff was just a really, really impressive design, you know. Mm. Yep. Which is rare in some of this sort of shit. You kind of just will patch together some bullshit. Yeah, and- sometimes it's make or break too. And when, you know, as we said, this was used pretty well in darkness for, for stretches, but when it actually, when you see it, it it's good. Yeah. Mm. A couple of ma- uh, really awesome scenes of it near the end where it's, especially when it's bashing its way through all those doors and it's going, mm. just running through everything. Yep. It reminds, reminded, me, reminded me a little bit of Razorback. <laughs> yeah. sequence in Razorback, but still. And as I said before, I think the CGI, for the most part, is works pretty well. Yeah. Um, barring the end when it's kind of on fire. Yeah, the parts where it looked like the tongue was, was CGI. Yeah. Looked like they had the practical creature and then CGI'd parts of the tongue. But that was where the shadowy kind of the way that it was being shot was okay because yeah. it kind of covered that up a little bit. Didn't look great, but for the age that it is and the time period, it it was it was perfectly fine. Yeah. Um at no stage did I look at it and go and sort of laugh yeah. at what I was seeing. Yeah. And that's yeah, it's twenty now, twenty going on twenty four years old. Mm-hmm. So really good idea there. Um, cast is solid. Mm. Um, I think both Penelope Ann Miller and Tom Sizemore make for really solid, likable, yeah, normal 
type of characters. Yeah. And beyond that too, I think other than the two names, which I'm going to toss at you later and see if we agree on who they are, <laughs> but um, the majority of the cast deeper than that, yep. for a, a, a lot of actors who have you know worked here and there but aren't necessarily well-known, yeah. They all did a pretty solid job. There was a handful that I, like you said, I really enjoyed. So, ah, that my my MVP are the two cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two cops are fantastic. They do the such shirt. a great, yeah, they, they <laughs> do such a great job in what would amount to maybe yeah. five or six minutes of screen yeah. time. Yeah, and when he when turns to him and he goes, "I'll stay behind," and he, he the other guy says, "Have you got enough?" Ammo and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, you feel like they're fucking, you know. You did. Absolutely. They're worried for each other. Yeah, My yeah. favourite was uh, bad coffee. Yeah, bitter. Too bitter. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that guy is. He's Kramer's coke sniffing lawyer. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And it's just, it's the too. Mo- the mohair yeah, shirt jumper. Yeah. Like you said, they, they, it's just those little things that start to, for you as the audience, you're like, I kind of like these guys. And then yeah. you, like you said, you get that moment where, in just that one line, you get that these two are there's a, there's a relationship. They care for each other. They want to make sure that both are going to be safe. Mm. You just from that one little bit, you think, okay, they've, they've been working together for a while. Or you get this sense of something that really probably doesn't have a right to be there in such a small no. small amount yeah. of screen time. And they even do a little bit of the same with Hollingsworth. Yes, and yep. Augusta. Yeah, that Hollingsworth kind of <laughs> worships the bloke. Yeah, yeah. And when he said, yeah, remember when he says to me on the radio, you move together, you know, you move slow, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you, you know, stay together. And then he basically repeats it to them. Yes. To everybody in the room, you know, and he the exact says, same words to And him. I'll see you at the, yeah, I'll see you at the, see other, you at the side. other side. Which is the moment where you get, he's, you know, he really does love this bloke that yeah. he works with, even though he's been busting his chops the entire movie. Yeah. Again, my favourite is when he calls him up and he's like, Hollingsworth, I hope I'm interrupting your dinner. <laughs> Starts unloading about what's going on. But again, yeah, same opening sequence between them when he's talking, I don't want to talk about it. What, you lost custody? I said, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like that stuff was really good. Works the way really that it well. developed. There's dynamic, there's chemistry between all of them. And I, another thing I think that works in favour of this movie again is there's a there's a low level romantic chemistry between mm. the Doctor and him. Yes. But it's very, very underplayed. Yeah. And it's really something that perpetuated at the end. That's yeah. right. It's such a relief. It yeah. just kind of comes out. a movie that does that. Like you said, they don't push it. It just kind of, we get the sense. But there's no. And that's enough. Yeah. There's no moment where it's like over the top or yeah, it's like she holds the bullet up. Together. And this is just one of my, yeah, that's yeah. just one of my good, th- my, my favourite things about her character is she's, she she's can, a character. She like, plays like that lead. She does have a little bit of sexy. She's getting changed outside the museum. Yeah. That line with the kids, I love that with the, didn't, didn't your parents ever tell you to go in school? Did, yeah, didn't they ever tell yeah. you not to get dressed in, undressed in public? Yeah. I like that. The, um, but the, she, and even her whole, throughout the whole movie, she's independent. She's yeah. worried about things, she's, but she's not bowing down to anybody. Yeah. It's her own her own anxieties are her own worst enemy. Mm. But then when the when push comes to shove, she can sort herself out. Yeah. A, yes. I love that about her. Yep, yeah, definitely. Really I was a I was a uh, big fan of both of those both mm. of those characters. Now, the museum is actually a really good location. Mm. You don't see a lot of movies using this type of um, location. 
it's dark. It's kind of got you know you got mummies and all sorts of shit all over the place. Yeah. Um, when you when the lights are down, you know it's got a really mm. eerie feel about it. Yeah. Um, and the whole idea that this creature is you know from mythological type of you know there's a there's a story behind it which yeah which works for the museum side it of things. Ties into that superstition. But then yep. Yeah, um, but then you've actually got it. You know. So it's kind of balancing the the idea of I guess. A little bit more brains in a B movie shell. Yeah, you're trying to sort of include that scientific element, mm. which I, surprisingly, a scene that I it, it kind of looks a bit stupid, but I really I actually found it an effective way to explain what Cthulhu was. Was the big bug coming out of the, mm. the yeah. thing? It kind of looked a bit st- silly, but in that one sequence, which goes for about two minutes. That's the explanation. Yeah. Something was in that crate was feeding on those yeah. those leaves mm. and now it's mutating. And even and then it's getting you bigger still and bigger. get more animal. There's still more to come. More but they give you that they give you that to to begin with. Yeah. I feel like they could have done it even more, but I like the way that they tied in it's the superstitions ex- exhibits. This is why we're getting this piece to the museum, yep. or this, this all fits together. They start talking about it with the characters. Obviously, D'Agusta's got his—that's his name, isn't it? Yeah, he's got the, the other guy calls him D'Agostino. D'Agostino. <laughs> he's got his—he's got his um, superstitions about the bullet. They sort of tie that all together. And I actually didn't mind when they used her in the museum exhibits. Yeah, I felt that was was a was a creepy little kind of sequence. Yeah. Where she walks through it and then gets kind of creepy. Yeah, out. yeah. I thought it was. <laughs> uh, but I liked that. I liked that there was the effort to tie that stuff in. And I actually, uh, I started listening to the audiobook today on the back of that. I and felt because we, we, you know, we were speaking about some of those things that I actually really liked about it. I thought I want to have a listen and see how much of it they took into yeah. the movie. And, yeah, I couldn't understand why they know that they've got something in the museum. Why don't they just put all the fucking lights on? And go through the place like it's, it's <laughs> well, just because yeah, of the scale. Yeah, a lot it. of it was in the sub, yeah, in the sub basement. I whatever. did. I'm not sure. I what... did appreciate the fact that you know the thing could hide. Yeah, yeah. In the sub sub areas, but I guess yeah. you know if Jason can can light his tunnels, surely the sub basement <laughs> can have a couple of tu- a couple of lights. If I'm, the, if I'm the police officer. First thing I'm doing, let's get some lights. Yeah, so yeah. We can see where we're going because so, so yeah, there's a murderer around. Yeah, that is. That is working with a lot of force and kills. Yeah, them. there was a, there could have probably been a little bit more balance between when they actually know that this is mm. some shit and we need to light all this up and it's yeah. not actually a person. Yeah, yeah. So, but that happened fairly early and they still kind of. I guess there was the the push and pull between Augusta was trying to Appease. say that this is what's going on, but yeah. he's getting the call from the mayor and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't mind that a little bit of the the jaws the the jaws kind of effect there with the the pressure is applied. The pressure yeah. from. Yeah, and I really liked. I thought the opening scenes were solid. Just quickly gives us Degusta, um, gives us a quick understanding that there's something coming from Brazil from this yeah. doctor. A little bit of an Indiana Jones kind of vibe there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not quite indie, but. And then they link Degusta to the case by the bod- the boat. Mm. Yes. Turns up. Yeah. Um. So all of that stuff's good. Yeah. The guy getting yanked off the toilet. Yeah. Smoking pot. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking duck. Yeah. Um, I love the way they do. They don't even pussyfoot around. They don't even try the whole, what's that sound? 
Yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah. Johnson, is that you? Whack! <laughs> <laughs> it's a half a breath and he's gone. later, he's gone. And what it does to him... His yeah. head's over there, his brain's over here, his body's just ripped to shreds. And mm. what does the guy say? Yeah, it seems like he was smoking a bit of pot on the body. <laughs> and Augusta goes, that pot's a misdemeanour. Decapitation seems to touch the view. <laughs> yeah. And then it segues into the coroner, which was one of my favourite sequences. Oh, yeah, the coroner was awesome. <laughs> As I said to Maddie, very dry humour, like taking the piss the entire time. Exactly how you imagine someone who works with dead bodies all day would, yeah, <laughs> would be. Yeah. Like, what does she say? Don't you hate someone who takes a lot of head but doesn't give it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then she's like, hang on, this brain's light, even for a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. She she goes straight into giving him shit about the dog as well. Yeah, <laughs> right. That was like that, again, that scene was excellent. They, they made a character who could have been there just to drive the plot forward with the part about the, the piece of the brain missing. Yeah. They gave her a, a two minutes to shine. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It just made the movie far more entertaining. That was good. 6-1 yeah. with his head on. <laughs> Did you see make a mention of, you know, about 160, give or take, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. oh, Jesus Christ. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. As I said before, some of the stuff in the tunnels... With the dogs, mm. it's it's it works. Yeah, you know? I like it the dogs. It builds some sequence. tension. It, it it gets you kind of on edge. Yeah, um, and that's when show not you the, the the beast at the time. Like yeah, that's of, when not seeing something works. Yeah, the dogs are doing that job for you. They're yeah. creeping you out by yeah, their reactions. They're, and they're stuff. barking and they're they're getting sort of they're whining and all that sort of stuff. There is a, a fantastic shot in that entire sequence where. You see the torchlight on the ground. The dog is just sort of cowed, and you just see the Cthulhu sort of shadow go, Mm -hmm. and then it it leaves. It doesn't kill it. I thought it was a really good shot. Peter, Peter Hems, I mean, fuck. (laughs) The stock's there, mate. He's he's (laughs) cheap. He doesn't make film anymore, I don't think. He's about 100. <laughs> he hasn't got any new films in him. Yeah, but you never know. There might be a resurgence of, you know, a time cop kind yeah, of re- who knows, renaissance or something. Might get, you know, <laughs> rediscovered. I think when the the panic kind of sets off in the museum, the yeah. body Headless dropping corpse. in. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff's pretty good. Yeah. Um, obviously, everyone being sealed in is fairly convenient, but, but I it's do fun. Li- I actually did like that because I actually... The way they cut it up, the, the the lab wing was cut off, so they yeah. put Augusta and Margot Green in there. Yeah. Then you had all, everyone else in the centre part, and then you had, when that shit hits the fan, you then had Hollingsworth taking them down into the yeah. bowels of the place. And so I like that, you know, you just... Yeah, but you, I mean, shit, like, there's steel doors dropping everywhere. I'm thinking there's certain parts of the museum where you think... Let's just buy some of those fucking plastic sliders that yeah. Kmart puts down when they close up shop or something like that. Like everything was like yeah. it was like Fort Knox. Yeah, which and I understand. Like weird. it's obviously a museum with highly priced pieces. I get that, but I just felt like the way that everything was fucking going. Well, it'd be layered, down. wouldn't it? Like you couldn't. Yeah. You'd, you'd seal off Look, the the, the gift the... shop. Doesn't have that shit. No, 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 no. 
Some um, woman gets absolutely walloped, though, on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> they, they basically run her into the fucking yeah. glass door. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, ooh, shit. I also, like when, I also like when Hollingsworth gets the chair and fucking... Yeah, oh, oh, that was... That, that, goes, that's in my dislike, but it was so funny. <laughs> it slides about 10 metres. Well, the slide was cigar-esque, yeah. probably in the least <laughs> time. But it was fucking... Oh, when it jammed under there. Like, I was thinking when he's got there, I'm like... It's got to be better security. It's a wicker chair. It's a wicker chair, and that is a steel door. <laughs> Do the math. It's not working. Oh, man. Good stuff. I liked the security guard tapping his mate on the shoulder, and his head goes... <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? It's just, <laughs> it's just so funny that this bloke has been decapitated, but there's a flap of skin. That yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't tell. You can't tell. There's a, the only indication is when his head actually falls yeah. off. Yeah, it's not the, the pool of bloody city. <laughs> you didn't notice. The smell. Yeah. The smell of death in the air. And also, Katsuga's a fan of ripping your head clean off. Yeah. Like, not just, I not thought just he needed, a I thought he needed a fair chunk of that head at some point. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Well, I like the way that the, the people that were trapped ended up splitting up. Yeah. Like... I mean, there's portions of it that you can buy. The bloke in the wheelchair saying, fuck, I'm not getting back up there. You, the elderly couple that are just like, yeah. no, nah, we, we we're staying we here and taking our chances. You you can buy some of that. Although, again, it's all convenient and you know where it's going. It's yeah. it's sort of... But it, it's done with a modicum of skill. Yes, like we, yes. We, we've seen this, these sorts of characters fucking a million times. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you said it before, Jaws. I mean, this is this is a Jaws template. Yeah. Almost. yeah. Um, I thought at the side adventure, it was like, we're going to go this way. Yes. We're not going. We're not going to listen yeah, to Yeah, that's right. And you get the people with the, you know, the competing priorities. Obviously, Greg stays back with them because... You know, he wants, he's, money. he wants money, but then you know as soon as he does that, you're like, well, these look, guys are fucked. Look, you have just And the watched... other people were going to be travelling like, you know, almost like a wolf pack. You've got to have people at the front, the stronger people at the front and the back, and then mm. like... But you have, Greg, you have just seen something rip someone's head clean yeah, yeah. off. Forget the Some cash, sort of mate. monster. Yeah, look, mate, you, no, 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 need to, no need to provide a, a play for some money. Yeah. I think, I think that shit's long gone. Yeah. I'm saying to the Blaisdales, listen... I've got to go. I'm, saying, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. hitting the basement. Can I expect that check in yeah, the moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it coming? My it should be like, can, can I, box can I take, look, can I take your out. necklace? Yeah. I'll give it to you on the other side. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell the cops this is the door they need to be getting open when they get here. Uh, Gerald, uh, Gerald was slimy. I love the way um, D'Augusta puts the mayor in his place. <laughs> yeah. I love that. You can find me on Monday, but... Right now, shut the fuck up and yeah. do what you're told. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. He's very polite. And again... D'Augusta doesn't lose his shit at any point in this movie. He's yeah, very cool. But this is what I love about Sizemore. Reminds mm. me a little bit of Robert De Niro mm. in this movie. Looks even looks a bit like Robert mm. De Niro. But he's got that kind of real hair-trigger kind of style about him. And when he, tell, when he tells you something and it's forceful, it has this real... You know, he fucking really delivers it with... With gusto, and when he tells him, basically, shut the fuck up. The gusto, the gusto. He tells him a little bit of the gusto. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I love that bit. He basically just tells him to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Holly's worse in charge. Yeah. yeah. So I really like when you first see it, see the creature for the first time. Yeah. Legitimately, but it's it's actually in shadow. But you know, the gusto opens the door and sees it. 
and it's fuck you see its mouth go, and it, and then it just comes charging at the door. Yeah. And he he closes it up and he tries to fucking smash the door open. It does a good job. Yeah, and I was like, that was it was kind of scary yeah. almost. Yeah. Especially in a movie where you know you see a creature like that and you're like, oh yeah, and you know you're not scared by it. No. But just the way it comes so quickly and then it it really wails on the door. Yeah. And then the the sequence with the what looks like the SWAT team coming in. <laughs> I was like, they're my dislikes. I, well, I liked this the fact that they actually just said, right, we're going to give it a couple of minutes to cut loose here. Yeah. But the purpose that it served of seeing what the creature could actually do, like yeah. when it starts fucking climbing up the wall yes. and that sort of thing, they didn't go on to use any of that stuff to great effect beyond that. Yeah. But I did like the sequence, especially like the opening of it. You know that it's going to be there somewhere with the dudes hanging down and they just say, yep, yeah, straight into it, whack. Yeah, it just, just takes him out. Takes him off and then, yeah, starts starts doing that stuff like chasing him and, and, and crawling up the walls and things. Mm. I thought that was pretty impressive. And again, yeah. the effects held yeah, up pretty, pretty well. pretty handy. One of my favourite sequences is actually the story he tells about the bullet. Mm. When he talks about the bullet, and again, this is when you get a good actor to deliver that sort of those Monologue. lines. Yeah. yeah, it it works, and just the way he kind of says, you know, tell it basically, yeah, you know, I should be dead, and then her response of, so what'd you do? I took the gun off him and beat the shit out of him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a nice touch too. Yeah, but he, he delivers it in perfect in the perfect manner. You yeah, know? you can tell that he's sort of. He's sort of scarred a bit by it, and you know, but he, but he, he, he keeps talking about luck. You know, yeah, it's just good old fashioned luck. Mm. Again, this one might be one that you, you know, here nor there on. The revelation that the creature's actually Whitney. Yeah, I dug that. <laughs> yeah, and the reason I did was because I'd had that question from the start about the boat. Mm. Yeah, because the whole time, like initially when I watched that start, I was like. Oh, that's really good that he's been stuck on the boat, but the 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 stuff that's going there is still on the dock. Mm. But then when you get there, and it's a boat that's been fucking ripped apart and seems to be the same boat, I was kind of like, "But hang on a minute," and I had that question the whole time in my head. I was like, mm. "Didn't it get left on the dock?" Yeah. So when the boat mm. turned up, I, the whole time I was thinking, "What the fuck's what, what's happened here?" So then when they reveal uh, it's actually him and that the shit was in there all along, it's what, yeah. they're, what they're using. And we started to, you know, we already had that information. Yeah. And, I, you know, a smarter person would have fucking picked up on it, but I didn't. But then I was like, okay. Well, you have no context at the beginning. No, no. Because he's drinking the potion at the beginning with yeah. the, yes. the leaves yep. right next to it and you can see the orange there. Yep. He's, he's digging into it. He's just like, oh, well, might as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I in Rome, like, yeah, he's, he's got a shrug on his shoulders. He's, yeah. He looks, he's got this thing. Right he looks, when, when, he looks when, real solemn, and he's like, eh, whatever, and then has a sip. Yeah. Like the first when, time, in a, when like, in a cannibal tribe's yeah. home, yeah, yeah. 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 Might be the first time I've turned into a raging beast after a mysterious fucking <laughs> drinking mysterious concoction. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah, I felt like that little that little um, mystery element to it. Was was good to keep yeah. hanging in the air and then to resolve it, resolve it down the track. Because for a long time I was thinking, when, what, like, what am I missing here? Yeah, I thought I'd fucking, I thought again, I'm looking back, oh, did I miss something? Did yeah. I, did I read the wrong stamp on the wrong box? Because mm. I was positive they showed him going no, and then 
I saw the, you know, they had the shot on the dock. So yeah. I was thinking, oh, he's fucked up and that he could have just stayed on the dock. So, yeah, I really like that they included that. You know, they took the time again, it's a payoff down the track, something that they obviously knew they were going to do from the start and yeah. left you with it asking that question until that point. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, so did I. Mm. And for me, the I felt the it's death and the finale. I like the fact that he locks her in there. He tells her to lock herself in there, and he'll sort it out. He'll sort her out, sort the thing out. And of course, it's in it. It ends up in there with her. Yeah. And put and he's basically stuck outside. He can't get back in. Yeah. And then she takes him out using all the. the I believe she uses a similar explosive. Device that Van Damme uses in Sudden Death. So mm. Peter Hinn. So I read. So, although he knows I still do a good thing. I still don't understand how that works because it has no in, incendiary. Well, look, I don't know. There's what no they explosive or mm. fuck. For all I know, she could have been putting some of those. I'm assuming it was like a, 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 a <laughs> acid and a and um. Yeah, I thought it was just that. Pepsi's and Mentos or something. Like that. <laughs> That's what I'd be working with. The Kasuga's coming towards me. Here I am shaking up. I'm dropping Mentos things in, in Coke bottles. Take that. <laughs> oh shit, that didn't work. <laughs> just to prove to the Kathuga that your hypothalamus is no good. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting any out of it. I can tell if you, you want a good right hypothalamus, now, go to the I next person. I can tell Lee, you. Or your hypothalamus. <laughs> go to Lee. If the Kathuga busted its way in here right now, <laughs> he's leaving disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> he's busting his no, I think uh, I, I actually <laughs> look at <laughs> my hypothalamus and saying he hasn't even seen Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's about to chop into yours, and then you say steak eyes, three and a half. He goes, uh, <laughs> um, and then he hears, I've been watching Fried Barry. <laughs> Fuck that guy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Holmes and Watson? No. Oh, over three. <laughs> and he leaves his tail tucked between his legs and his head bowed as he's like, oh, fuck. He's going after the dog. <laughs> like, it was predictable. You knew, you just felt like when that happened, you knew it was going to happen, but it played into, you know, a lot of people are drawing comparisons to Alien, yeah. and that's kind of where you get it. Like, a little bit of the, it plays up the horror aspect. You get, like, the final girl rather than, yeah. you know, the the... the heroic male busting in to save the day and she was the one with the knowledge. Yes. Mm. So it 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 worked because he was he knew how to get some of the some of that shit done, but she knew this is how we stop it. She knew Pepsi's and Mentos is what's gonna what's gonna do it. (laughs) That'll raise the temperature once it blows up. It'll raise the temperature. Yeah he 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 mentioned Swep's cola and and she said that's not gonna cut it. Get the Pepsi's out. I'm I'm mixing concoctions and she's like, that's water. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm in there like bloody the the sweet the fucking Swedish chef. (laughs) 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 He's around, she's like, no, none of that's gonna work. Yeah, but I'm gonna put this with this. <laughs> Anything else? The likes? I like the fight, fart gag on the stairs between the two kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, did you do a fart? No, not lately. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Putting that one in the repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, actually, uh, that's one part I have gotten to in the book. Um, that's the murder in the book. It kills the two kids. Does it? 
Yeah, which I actually thought. Yeah. I mean, you know me, if a kid gets steamrolled <laughs> in a movie, I'm, I'm yucking it up. I thought that actually, uh, when I read about that, I thought, shit, that could have been a really good start, actually. Yeah. So you would have preferred two children to be <laughs> him as opposed yeah, to no, one bloke who smokes pot in the toilet. <laughs> Jesus. No, look, <laughs> just hearing that, it was actually a, a pretty kind of well, it's, it's, it adds freaky a, it sort of adds sequence. A, yeah, it adds a, te- uh, a touch. Essentially, they really. do similar to what's happening, but they get to the sub-basement or they get to the basement part and one of them goes forward before the other and is trying to creep the kid and out, bang. but he's been fucking killed. And yeah. So I thought, hey, that might have been an interesting interesting, interesting little angle. change. Okay, so mm. anything else? Likes? No. Nah. Are we there? Nothing, nothing amazing. All right, dislikes. Kasuga is a huge animal. <laughs> he fucking tiptoes up on that bloke in the toilet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or he is. How does he get through the toilet door without busting the fucking thing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Why does that thing need to be quiet? The door frame. Ever? I mean, he's in a stall. He just whipped <laughs> one hand under a stall. He just goes to Bushka. And I had to go inside, like scrunched up a shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> and as I understand yeah. it, he was still growing. He's gargoyling on the bowl, so he can't see the massive feet <laughs> on the ground. Are you walking? Are you sure it wasn't a reverse can get yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're right. It probably is still growing, but even but so, still, still I mean, you see the size of the, the claw that shoots yeah. under the... Yeah. You still think that's a pretty sizable... Yeah. And the coroner right. says something big did this. Yes. Yeah. So he's not just wandering into because, the crapper. Yeah, even though he is, he's still fairly small, he's still I also, to fucking I also could not off. stop laughing when they went for the false scare. Was the asthmatic cleaner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I was yeah. just like, oh my god, that's mm. cheap. yeah. That was the bad part of the uh, the sequence through the exhibition. Yeah, really. it was like, oh my god, you're using an asthmatic cleaner. Sounds like a fucking yeah. raging beast. Yeah, <laughs> killing people. Back at the cafe, yeah. though, just generally as a as a <laughs> there's a, it's meant to just want to destroy and kill everything in its wake. It takes its bloody time. From, from it does, it does. Yeah. I, I mean, don't feel like it lived up to the, and the story that, that no, is matching but, up what it is. I mean, Christ, you would have just had carnage. But it seems... Yeah. So there is one question around that. It seems like there was carnage. Then when they get into the sub-basement, oh, they yeah, find multiple bodies and shit. And heads so it seems off. like it's been working fairly quickly. But, yeah, I don't know. I, we didn't hear much about the other yeah. murders going on yeah. in there. And the same thing, why is it staying confined into the museum when it has that opportunity yeah. to get out where the SWAT team is? Well, that's the issue about the basement, right? They mentioned that the tunnels go... Lead from from, from the actual... Um, that's right. Are we so just it assuming it's because the of street, the street? It, yeah. it could have got um, all of these, all of these yeah. places, but like you said... It tiptoes and squeezes itself up yeah. the stairs to the sub basement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> through the ex- exhibition. Is it because yeah. it's part anthropologist and he's upset that he's hasn't he didn't got get a, a grant? Didn't get an installation <laughs> into the the Chicago Museum. Well, if it's going or? like it seems to, I got the feeling that what it started with the leaves or whatever, and, and yeah. it's gaining strength, gaining strength, and so it kind of nested. It mm. felt like when they found those bodies, it was yeah. like a nest yeah. in the yeah. basement. And I guess that's the problem but, without having someone that can explain it. Yeah, that's the that's one of the parts that they explained so much of the science and whatnot yeah. behind it, or tried to, but didn't kind of get to those little parts. Yeah, yeah. When you've got you've got old man exposition, like he could have, yeah, shed he some light or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He could have uh, could have added some stuff there. Mm. Okay, this is where I'm coming at you with some 
acting. The two bad actors, <laughs> can I guess? The guy playing Greg Lee. Greg? Oh, yeah, awful. When he says, I think it was Colonel Mustard in the study with a candlestick, I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you need to go back to school. So the he other was one... on my list. Is the other one Parkinson, head of security? Yeah, yeah. Just talk about fucking over the top. Oh, yeah, he was terrible. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I've seen him in other things, and he's much yeah. better than that. In but my was, book, two yeah. plus two equals four. He was over the top smug. <laughs> Just a fucking awful performance. From and what I don't understand, this is the thing that I don't get about these movies. I know they're trying to make him a human villain. Yeah. Somewhat. Yep. But you're the head of security for a fucking museum. Mm. Now, there's a Chicago police detective coming to see you about a, mur- a very heinous murder that occurred there. Yeah. You don't call him by, A, the name. Like, he immediately, like, they're trying to make him such a prick that the first thing he does after hearing his name is Augusta, he calls him Augustine. Mm. Like, within seconds. He's yeah. only just heard his name. Yeah. You're head of security. This uh, guy's a fucking detective. Yeah. You're going to listen to him, are you not? There needed to be some more I felt like his story him, from him. Maybe he was an ex-cop. Well, I yeah, felt like for him, it, the play would have been to gradually show that he didn't like being shown up in his own yeah in his own backyard yeah. by the cops, that he thought he was equal to them or whatever. But there was not a shred of fucking subtlety yeah. from this bloke. He... He, just he could have just said something like, I built this security board. system from the ground up. Yeah. He could have said something simple like yeah. that. Yeah. He could have been an ex-cop, he ex-Chicago could have been, cop, so he thought he knew more than everyone He could have been a, you know, a nice conversation to start, but then he, he gets the shits because his you know, security is being called yeah. into question. Or it doesn't have to be so over-the-top smug. I felt like in, in this particular instance, maybe it would have been fine for him to be just kind of sneakily, I don't like this guy. Yeah. It was way too much, and his performance was shocking. Who was worse? Lee. <laughs> Greg Lee. Yeah. Greg Lee's performance was, was yeah. shocking. And shocking. then that bit, <laughs> bit where he's talking to the Blaisdales on his, like, he's sort of you know, rehearsing what he's going to say. Yeah, yeah. You are not getting the grand. <laughs> you are not getting money with that shit. Yeah. I'll tell you now. <laughs> the Blaisdales are telling you to take on. <laughs> he, he was bad. He's real bad. I don't know who he is and whether he's done other work. Well, he has done other work, but I suggest this would have put um, put an end to the Hollywood supporting actor (laughs) parts. Yeah, yeah, he was just... He seemed to suit the look and feel of the role that you were going for, but the the acting was just not there. (laughs) (laughs) Turned out he wasn't an actor. I don't don't (laughs) know. I do not um, know. I'm going to check what else he's done. I'm going to give um, Peter Hems a bit of a kick in the ass right now. The cat on the boat at the start, that is the cheapest of gags, Peter. In a high-end picture like this, you don't pull that out. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Jesus. I was just like, mate, you've lost me with that crap. Mm. So what else has he been in? Are we, are we on you here? Yeah, look, one to two. One to two. Um episode appearances in a number of TV shows, mm. uncredited roles. Uh-huh. So Yeah, Greg Lee. This was his big break and he, he fluffed it. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Fair to say. Laughed oh, a little bit too hard bloke. at the Bears gang. <laughs> yeah. The poor bloke. He, you know, that was the shot. <laughs> so was talking about, you know, this is the only opportunity you got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you got to lose yourself in it, mate. <laughs> 
Yeah, you blew it. Sorry to tell you. The other guy, he already had a he already had a resume. So yes. he was happy to go way <laughs> over the top. But Peter Hibbs it was that's Hibbs' fault. So you're telling he me that comes, guy go comes to set saying I'm gonna take a big swing with this one. I'm gonna, have a crack. I'm gonna go way over the top yeah, and see if yeah. Peter tells me to right, pull yeah, it. Yeah, what? This is a fucking softball, right? In the sweet spot. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Just gonna, I'm just gonna go right over the top with it. Peter Whereas, will pull me in if he's, he's worried about it. Yeah. Peter had other problems. He was talking to Stan Winston, going, "Where's my where, where's monster was supposed to have in this movie?" Yeah. You know that sequence you talk about where the kids meet her. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I thought some of it was funny, but it just kind of also felt a little bit shoehorned out. How, how yeah. we kind of get some information about her. Well, that was part of the doctor. The, that was part of why yeah. I thought. It almost would have been better to have the kids be the ones that are killed. Yes, because, because they, 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 really, come they come to nothing. They come to nothing. And you feel like they, they do get killed. There's that close-up of them on the stairs. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. Did they get... They... Basically, you see, yeah, you yeah. see that, and then you see them talking to the cops yeah. briefly, don't you? And that's mm. the end of it. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of comes to nothing, mm. and that sequence just feels a little bit clumsy about to explain that she's a, she's a doctor of human... Yeah. Movement or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> genetics. Yeah. Oh, yeah, genetics. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. And, don't worry and, about yours. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is my hypothalamus. It's still intact. Yeah, you definitely it's, needed to kill one of those kids. It just felt we didn't yeah. need that. It's an R rated movie. You can yeah. do it. You yeah, can yeah. do it. Oh, yeah. My, uh, you could rip those kids limb from limb. And you can still have a fart game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And doesn't that up the stakes instantly? Like, yeah. yeah. But this thing is will kill anything. Well, yeah. it certainly worked for maximum mode drivers. As soon as you knew, knew kids could get steamrolled, you're, <laughs> you're on edge. You're on edge for the rest of the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stephen was certainly on oh, edge. He, he was on the edge of a razor and a line of cocaine, I'd say. But she was about to walk into the Museum of Natural History, right? So we don't need a conversation with two kids about how she's a doctor or whatever. She's going to walk in there and then we're going to find that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, guy's yeah. going to say, hey, doc. Yeah, <laughs> hey, doctor. Right. You know, and then she can explain to, to Gusta when she first meets him mm. that what she does, which, yeah. she, which she actually ends up doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it was just like, I, I felt like the, and this is a, a different point, but it's like the you start off with this dark ritual and it, and it feels like a horror movie. It feels almost like you're setting up The Exorcist yeah. or something like that. Mm. And then it turns into well, Armageddon or something like that, where it's like these little bit gags and, yeah. and then something's <laughs> going to happen later on, you know? I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. Yeah, well, it does straddle a line a little bit between horror and action kind of yeah. beats. It's not, you know, it doesn't sit right in the, in the horror movie. Yeah. Sort of and it doesn't of, fit no. in the sweet spot because they go so hard with the the violins to make everything tense. The energy yeah. level is so high right at the beginning, and then it just eases into this banter and gags. And there's a whole bunch of things that they're sort of pitching could happen later on. And yeah. then yeah, I don't know. But That's- yeah, Peter Hems, mate, he's using every trick in the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got his buddy. He's got his composer going off. Yeah, oh yeah. For every <laughs> Yeah, we don't have a creature. Jack it up. <laughs> Jack up the violins, but we need it. Yeah, the violins go hard in the first couple of scenes. <laughs> well, who's minding the store by letting the doctor just walk into the fucking crapper where that bike has been ripped apart? Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, she, goes, she, she says to him, you could have closed the door. It's a fucking crime scene. You, could have, you may not have come in here, perhaps. Yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah, put a line of tape somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. I saw some tape. She just ignored it. <laughs> just was it in. Why is she going in the men's toilets anyway yeah. is my Not question. Justin to tell him everything's, you know, she's sorry about something. It's the men's toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're sorry. I'm sorry now. <laughs> There's a gruesome murder in there. So. Yeah. We kind of mentioned, you, you mentioned about Peter Himes using every trick in the book. I, and I did mention it before, but there was a couple of nice sequences where it seemed like perhaps they didn't have the creature where you just kind of see like the out-of-focus silhouette yeah. or something like that. And I felt like just a touch more of that in the second act when we get a lot of the exposition and the science and... Um, I mean, my, my hypothalamus out. was not soaking any of that shit up, so I needed a bit of a boo, boo moment somewhere yeah. in there. But yeah. I think it, it, it just, yeah, it, it could have just served to continue keeping the tension kind of at a, yes. at a level that Agreed. it kind of dipped out of for a little bit. Mm. And there seemed to be, there was one section where we get the cops downstairs, and they seemed to be walking around there for, for fucking forever. We get a sequence of them, and then they go upstairs and whatever, and then we go back to these two blokes, and they still haven't fucking found anything. Yeah. And then eventually they do, but, like... Well, eventually they shoot Ted Hollister. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. They blow him away. Right. How did they explain him getting the medal again? Did the relic just fucking poop it out after he'd eaten someone, yeah. eaten someone on the boat? Uh, he planted it on him. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's been tiptoeing around everywhere else, so he exactly. just sneaks it in there. You mentioned the SWAT team. Worst SWAT team in history. They do not They do not check in, what are we dealing with here? Let's get some eyes on it. Holy shit, it's well, a fucking yeah. creature. They could have brought a torch, couldn't they? Yeah. They just yeah, they And then under the they immediately just shot. bust in, and then they get ripped apart, and then the absolute kicker for me was the final bloke who gets ripped in half. He looked like O.J. Simpson. <laughs> 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 they're like, as soon as that happens, they're like, we're out of here. Yeah, yeah, I can guarantee you, any SWAT team of any note gets a guy on the roof. Let's just find out what we're dealing with. Oh, a gigantic beast of many different animals mixed together. Yeah, this isn't us. Yeah, let's stay when on he the starts roof. calling Call the RSPCA. Out. Yeah. When he starts calling out, pull me up, pull me up. They take their sweet time. Yeah. They are. <laughs> Definitely well, slumming it. As I said, it was AJ Simpson. <laughs> oh, left him dangling. The mayor's gone. Just drop some meat in there. We want to see this thing. Oh, uh, I did like that. He gets bitten in half. <laughs> they yeah, just sort of pull his corpse up. You lose the, the facial expression. There you go. I don't know why the inertia didn't have him just fling up. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, you knew that was going to happen. It was but it was still funny, still pretty satisfying. Um, um, I actually thought, uh, speaking of moments that were supposed to be a bit serious but got comical, the people charging out of the museum yeah. and they the the moment when they bust the glass doors open <laughs> and people start fucking rolling down the stairs like it's Cirque du Soleil. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was in stitches. There was this. There was just a couple of seconds there where you see about ten people just start rolling down. The stairs. Like, there didn't seem to be that many people in there that the crush is so yeah. severe, and those steps are pretty wide. I'm sure someone's kind of stepping it down there and not yeah, getting yeah. rolled. A million people in over. suits and yeah. high heels were at that party. Um, but I, yeah, I certainly got a bit of a laugh at that one. Mm. <laughs> and the last bit for me is when the, the when the, the the creature is on fire. It looks terrible. Yeah. That's yeah. the only bit of CGI where it looks really, really bad because the yeah, colouring of the out. fire is off. 
from the fire that's around it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Even though it kind of looks pretty cool when it's sort of running after her, you know, like you can kind of see it's all it's all on fire and it's flaming and it's coming after her, but it just doesn't look convincing. No. And then there's that shot from a uh, it's a wider shot of her getting into the tank mm-hmm. and it's coming. That looks really bad. Yeah, that wasn't the wasn't the greatest stretch of the movie, which was was disappointing because other than that, the felt that the end was pretty strong, pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was it for me. Yeah, me too. I got a bit annoyed that the the beast gets a bit rapey with. <laughs> yeah, why is he licking her up and down? Yeah, he's just destroyed everything else in the. I'm assuming my assumption with that was Whitney was still. I think yeah, that Somewhat. was what I got from it. You know, he still he knew who yeah. she was. Yeah, but it was out of place, right? Yeah, because she right. says I know who you are, but like, they could, yeah, surely at that point it, probably could have found a, a different way to portray the recognition there. Yeah, it. I don't know how, but it, yeah, I I got what they were going for, but it, yeah, does that mean that Whitney was also a, a creep? Yeah, office. was he? Yeah, went to he went to he went to Brazil and started drinking drinking whatever was handed to him. Yeah, he went to Brazil for the boobs and not for the anthropology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he felt a bit pissed yeah. up. He started getting yeah. Yeah. Balls of shit. He's just he's carnival. He's been at carnival all night, and what we saw at the start was basically the end of the night. Yeah, he uh, just wandered off or someone. They said, "Come over here, I'll give you some something." For you. Yeah, <laughs> that shit. They probably teed that up in the office, and they're like, "We've got a, got a, a mission to Brazil that could be slightly dangerous." Said Whitney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Whitney's good. definitely the guy for that shit. Yeah, and they, it, it seemed they had no time for his, um, his credentials. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody thought he was much of a, uh, a doctor of anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that is the relic. Big thank you to Jehovah for putting this out there. It took us a little while to to get it all together, but thank you for that, Jehovah. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes, and Spotify. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Our Facebook page is Thrill Me Podcast Australia, and we're at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. We're also on Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for more details of the next movie we cover. Fried Barry? Anyone interested? No, Fried Barry. You've you've already (laughs) told us that's not on the agenda. But uh, until then, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.